please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello everyone and welcome, welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show. In our first half, we have a very interesting topic. You know, there are so many people today that go to work but they're really not happy at work. And so today we're really going to talk about creating meaning, creating a work environment that helps the employee, the staff person, really reach their full potential. And, you know, earning a living doesn't need to come at the expense of finding meaning in your work. My guest is Danny Gutnick, and his book is Meaning at Work, and it's Hidden Language. And he really helps organizations to respond to the growing demand for people that want to feel as though work has meaning and as though their life has purpose in their work. Welcome, Danny. Thanks for having me on the show, Patricia. Yeah, Danny Gutnick is CEO and co-founder of Pathways. Pathways is an advisory firm that helps organizations tap their potential through people strategies. He works with individuals and businesses all over the world. His new book, Meaning at Work in its Hidden Language describes a process that supports organizational meaning making. And you can log on to EssenceMining.com, E-S-S-E-N-C-E-M-I-N-I-N-G.com. All right, welcome. So let's, uh, let's talk about this, you know, from the very beginning. I know you had several steps or principles to find meaning, but let's look at some statistics here. A recent Gallup poll found more than two-thirds of employees in the United States, more than two-thirds are disengaged from their work, and they're simply putting in their time. They also found that dispirited employees cost the U.S. economy up to $550 billion in lost productivity every single year. So that's really what you're addressing. Why do you think we have this problem, Danny? What is the origin of this? Yeah, well, we're we're developing a new competency um, in in our in the human psyche. Really, we're undergoing a shift. A lot of people call it culture, and you know this big movement to me. But we're undergoing a shift from authority-based meaning structures to process or individual-based meaning structures. Um, Carl Jung, the great Swiss psychiatrist that I thought he did a nice job diagnosing the human condition a little while back, one of the things that he said was that scientific industrial political man suffers from the shift in the burden of meaning from the institution to the individual, and that's terrifying and liberating both at the same time. And so what he was pointing to... Explain that again in very lay terms. Explain that in sort of a lay term. Yeah, that's yeah, good, good, good point. So, so basically, what he was saying is that we, we over the millennia, we've evolved as a, as you know as humans 
having the either the tribe and then the government and business and and really science tell us how the world should be how we should act in the world how we should behave how we should interpret it right. and so what's happened is that he saw that we had made enough progress in all of those areas to where it's no longer external it's internal and so you know the the mythology the old mythology that used to generate our cause as human beings no longer comes from those external sources it comes from the you know us individually mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right so there's a shift but um obviously there are people that even though we know there's a shift there are employees or companies or uh ways of thinking right or corporate culture that doesn't support sort of the new paradigm would you agree oh absolutely um one the person who wrote the forward in my book bijoy goswami has a, has a brilliant model that I use almost all the time to really understand business. He calls it the human fugue. And it actually points out those same, you know, I, back to the little Carl Jung quote, it was scientific, industrial, political man. Well, he, he breaks those down into different domains of existence, which we had a, a domain of phenomena, rights, and resources. And in each of those three domains, we as human beings have already undergone those shifts from authority-based systems to process. You know, Galileo, you know, uh, created the beginning of scientific method to where everyone can participate in figuring out, you know, how to go through the scientific process to prove something that we study is true. The American uh, Revolution was all about, you know, moving from a king-based government to a democracy to where the people govern themselves. And capitalism was about that shift from mercantilism and, you know, to, to anybody that sees value can go out there and create value. And so... So, go ahead. Oh, no. So, 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 so what's happened is, is that we, we, we use a lot of those mental models from those other houses right now to address meaning, and it's not working because you can't use scientific method for, for business. You can't use, you know, you can't use the process of rights for business or for science, right? They just don't work in the different domains. Right. So, so let's look at how we can, how organizations can engage and motivate employees. So the first thing you talk about is clarifying the dialogue. Yes. Um, well, I, I think the most important thing is, is to understand what language you're speaking in the organization. For example, when I go into a healthcare organization, the easiest thing for them to understand is on any given day, your people may be experiencing a clinical language, a business language, a hierarchy-based language, or a meaning language. And they go, ah, yes, good point. And so to even just understand how those different languages operate, you know, the scientific language is very clear. We understand it. Business language the same way, writes the same way. But the fact that we don't know sometimes that we're in a meaning discussion and we don't understand how meaning works is confusing and actually eliminates that internal motive. Hmm. So, Translate that into an example. Give us like a very concrete example of how you might clarify the dialogue with an employer or with a staff member, you know, with a host group in a meeting. You, 
You bet. Well, one of the, one of the things that, that I do to go in and help everybody kind of gain a concept of this is I do something called essence mining. And essence mining is sitting down with, you know, a number of employees in the organization, say 20 to 30 minimum to start, and start to understand and have them articulate their personal journey, you know, who they are from the time they grew up to the, to the different choices that they made to, to why they ended up coming to this organization and then separating out why this organization, who this organization is on its journey separate of theirs, right? And so a lot of times the employment relationship ends up like a bad marriage. <laughs> and so... You know, somebody comes home, says, I expect this out of you, you expect this out of me, hell, I'm supplying the money, you, you, you take care of the house, and, you know, you never really get that conversation going, is, hey, what is a good partnership, right? And what are, the, what are the activities that we should be, you know, that how do I steward the company? And so we right. get into that dialogue of understanding who the organization is before we can actually get to helping employees tap their own. Yeah. So that's very important. And do you do that with the employees themselves, that dialogue? I mean, you sit with them and do that with them. Yes. Um, the essence mining, so the essence mining is actually a communication framework where one person is the miner and one person is the minee. And we do that over a period of, you know, usually three to four days, um, eight, eight to ten people a day. And here's what's fascinating Here's what we, what we found out. I did this over 20,000 people over the last um, 20 years, and we recorded a lot of the conversations. What, here's what will blow your mind. When you, they may not use the same language to describe the company or to describe their connection with it, but if you zero in on the context of what they're saying, these particular themes emerge in the organization, and they might mm-hmm. be the same three or two or three or four themes that everybody's talking about about who that company is and why they really are connected to it. But you ha- it has to be authentic. It can't be, you know, the company speak. Mm-hmm. Right. Very, yeah, very interesting. So the themes come out the same as you talk to different people. The themes seem to come out the same. Yeah, they, they really do, you know, yeah. and, and like yeah. I said, they're not using the same words. And so we come back and we go, hey, you know, are you, are you this is what you said. And are you talking right. about this? And they'll go, yes, right. yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, what are the, we have a couple minutes to break, but what are those themes? What are the major ones? I don't count um, or I think that we need to be more organized or I don't think I have a voice. I mean, are those the kinds of themes you hear? No, no, no. Actually, the themes that, that emerge are different and unique to every company. And so, for example, when they describe, say, who a company is, I'm working with this company called Crossroads, and if I, if I ask them to describe who that company is, a lot of times what they'll say is, oh, this, this organization goes above and beyond the economic equation to, to make sure they take care of patients um, and their families. And so they go beyond the Medicare reimbursement, and they do these extra things. And so if this were a person, this is, these are values that I would really share as a caregiver right. myself. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. you'll get a theme like that, and you'll go, oh, that's the meaning, that's the stickiness that exists between the person and the, or the company and the employee. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. then when you single that stuff out, you can say, well, you might have a business model challenge, right, with orchestrating that type of 
interaction in the marketplace, but it's worth fighting at that point, right? It's worth struggling mm-hmm. for instead of copping down to. Yeah, very interesting. So you really, it starts to, we've got to take a break, but you, it starts to get everybody on the same page is what you do. It's like you, you synthesize what everyone's saying and you find the common points. Yes? Yes, it's, it's like sense-making. <laughs> Let's make yeah. sense of what yeah, we're exactly. really... All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we are talking to Danny Gutnick, and his book is Meaning at Work and Its Hidden Language. And next, we're going to talk about how individual contributions at work are examined and how we can do that, and how can we encourage excellence, and how can we connect to people and really connect to humanity. So you're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. We live in perilous times on a beautiful yet fragile planet. As a species, we are not doomed to self-destruct. We can live in peace and in love for one another. We can save this, our only home. We must mature. Open your mind. Soften your heart. Listen for the fate of humanity. Crucial conversations for our survival. With host Lauren N. Nile. Tune in. The Fate of Humanity airs Wednesdays at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 9 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. If you're considering adoption, there are a lot of questions that you may have which need to be answered by families that have adopted, by the adoptees themselves, and by professionals. Tune in to Adoption Unscripted with your host, Micah Johnson. We bring you many of the answers you're looking for. There are so many resources and advocates in the field of adoption. It's a life-changing experience across the board. We hope you'll tune in every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are listening to the Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1 866 472 5788. That number again is 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at patriciaraskin.com. Now, back to the Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone. We are back. My guest is Danny Gutnick. His book is Meaning at Work. And it's hidden language. And he talks about a process that allows organizations to engage and motivate employees around a shared meaning. And there are so many people today, uh, I think we read statistics before, you know, two-thirds of the folks in our country are really not engaged. And so that's what we're talking about. Welcome back, Danny. Is Thank it you. Um, Is it really that high? 
Yes, more than two-thirds of employees are disengaged. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah, and I, I would say that uh, those are survey results, and, and so it, it might even be higher. Wow. Wow. All right, so let's go to the second part. This is the part that I think, for me, I was telling you during the break, I think is the key in terms of five principles for empowerment. Examine individual contribution. Change the conversation on how everyone in the organization can fulfill their potential. It makes people more open and curious. And, I mean, I find that in my own work. I mean, if I'm recognized, and I don't know why people don't get it. If you're recognized, you'll go that extra mile. I see it every time. So talk about that, please. Yeah, and so this this really goes to the heart of what I, I try to offer, actually, in the book, which is meaning competency. When we know who we are and what gives us joy every day, and, and we go into an environment, we begin to decide whether or not we can share meaning with that environment or, or we don't. A lot of times businesses actually zap all of this out of the environment because they don't understand their own meaning competency. And so when everything is numbers driven, um, when you're just another cog in the wheel, um, it, can, it can lend itself to people just tuning out and saying, hey, there's no real connection here. Absolutely. So how do you help people design that individual contribution? Well, you know, like I said, so, so meaning competency is something that you have to do. And what's surprising to me is I told you earlier about interviewing people within the organization, essence mining them, right? And I'll give you a really good story about, about the fact that, that we're just lacking a, a basic meaning competency. One, in one of the locations that I was doing for the same hospice company, um, they had a cultural problem at one of their locations. And as I was talking to somebody who worked in bookkeeping, who was responsible for going out and to the patients and families after a patient had passed and explaining to them, oh, you're, you know, we, we just deal with Medicare and I'm going to facilitate the payments and that sort of thing. Um, I asked her, I said, you know, she was telling me her discontent with the culture and she said, I really don't care. I just want to come here, do my job, get paid and go home. And I said, well, well, you know, what would make things better here? And she goes, well, I really don't care. And as I, as I continued to press her a little bit, she said, well, perhaps you don't understand. Two years ago, my husband got cancer and over three months died. And then six months later, my only son had a series of heart attacks and over a few months he passed away, left me with my, you know, my granddaughter and um, my daughter-in-law. Both of us had no money to pay the bills from the, from the hospitals and the doctors and I was just destitute. And so they meant everything to me. And so I really don't have a connection to work. I just want to get paid and go home. And I said, well, how'd you get out of this financial situation? I mean, are you out of it yet? And she said, yeah, I'm, I'm out of it. I actually got so frustrated at one point that I packaged up all the, the, the death certificates, the bills, um, financial statements, and I sent them off to the doctors and hospitals. And in a very short period of time, they worked a resolution and something that I could do, and we, we fixed it. And I said, well, that's amazing. And I said, now, you told me that when you were doing your job that – you were advising some of these patients' families on what to do. And, and, and I said, are you sharing your story with them? And she goes, 
yeah, I am. And I'm actually mm-hmm. telling them, you know, how to, how to deal with this. And I said, hmm. And I said, do you realize that Crossroads Hospice has this model that's called even more care, where they will go out above and beyond the economic equation to help their patients and the patient's families. I said, you're doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so two weeks later when I went back, she, she, I walked by her office and she said, I said, hey, Sandy, how'd you do? How, how are you doing? She goes, you know, I helped somebody with one of those, you know, packets yesterday. And I said, oh, that's awesome. And I said, she goes, but something's different. And I said, what's that? And she goes, I did it with joy this time. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and so we oftentimes, mm-hmm. get, be, because of these highly external and rationalized environments that we've built for ourselves as people, we don't actually think about why we do what we're doing and how we believe it should be done and what's important about it and what's the connection that I have with the company. And so now this company has an employee that has a purpose that's aligned with theirs. And, you know, it, it just, it, it, it perpetuates the whole organization. Yeah, not amazing. So, I mean, it's, it's all about people. You know, it, it's all about the caring, and wow! And she pulled out of all that, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, and and you know, and I, I don't know if you know. I'm I'm sure that she's still got to go through some catharsis to, you know, for the losses that she's experienced. But I think what's important is that when you realize that what you're doing matters, whether you realize it or not, and if you pay attention to what's right here you know, the liberation of, of your own soul is right here. Mm. Wow. All right. Then let's go into the, the last three that I think, you know, we can move through quickly. Ask questions around meaning. And I think that really goes into the next one, which is encourage excellence. Because if you ask questions around meaning, you're often going to encourage excellence, don't you think? Yes, and one of the things that I do to get into the meaning language is I actually ask people to tell me what their experience is and to define a word. One of the times, one of the things that gets us talking past each other when we have conversations that that detach us from that limbic resonance that we have with each other is, is just assumption, right? We assume that this term means the same to me, that innovation means the same to me as it means to you. That might not be the case. And so mm-hmm. asking somebody, hey, tell me, tell me what you mean by that and what's important and how do you think it should be experienced just goes a long way to understanding that everybody's unique. Absolutely. And that then will encourage the excellence. Give us an example, another story of somebody that you've done these steps with and you really encourage them to have individual excellence and they really, they bloomed. I mean, the other story you told us also was kind of a blooming story too, but tell, <laughs> us, tell us one. Well, you know, for example, I'll, I'll give you the same company. We were, we were doing a workshop and um, it, Medicare had changed their laws in the hospice environment recently and it disrupted all of these hospice companies, different types of models, particularly this one who, where you had a company that, was, that were doing things above and beyond the economic equation. Well, they had, to, they had to retract a little bit before growing again and 
we had this workshop where we had employees essence mine each other and I pulled out and I said, what have you been aware of? What's, you know, what's important? And, and through the, through that process of doing it and then uncovering that with the team and, and their themes, a couple of the folks that were in there, that one lady in particular, she said, I, I really have to say that this exercise of exploring meaning of who the company is, who I am, I had, I had my projections on the company, like the company should give me something. And this company's never lost its soul. They, mm. They've always been who they are. My, the issue has been that I started to put myself off in a silo. I started to expect things from the company, and I, I, I quit reaching out to people here at the company in my own network, and I started to assume things. And, and that cut off my own connectedness and, and engagement with this work, and I'm just not going to let that happen anymore. And so... You know, she sends me an email now telling me about how, how much progress they're making, how much they're able to do with less people, and how much more fun and engaging it is. And so she's on her quest. She's on her mission to just be great because she, she's able to make sense of, you know, these different domains and the fact mm. that every being, including the company, has its own meaning journey. Mm, wonderful. How would you like to, what would you like to leave our listeners with? What, what's your message of your entire book, Meaning at Work? If you were to sum it up, what would you say? Well, the entire message of my book is, you know, meaning is personal and it's subjective and it's unique to every human being. And it's why we seek out uniqueness in our external environment. We value the companies that are unique. We value the people that are unique in society. Everybody's got that opportunity themselves if they just go inside and work with this, work with their own meaning and, and, and develop a meaning competency. And once you do, it's a process. It's no longer, you don't no longer have to settle on what something means. You, you, you dive into it and you continue to develop. And that's really what a process means is it's, it's just a series of enlightenments all along the way. And everybody living mm. has that opportunity to experience that. That's beautifully said. Do you find, Danny, that some people who go through that process may have to leave the company they're with? Absolutely. In fact, um, in that same workshop, had two people stand up and say, I just realized that I need to move on, but I'm going to steward my role to a new person so that, so that this company isn't left out in the cold and you know, I go on my way, and it, it's just, it's a more healthier approach for companies. Mm, wonderful. Thank you so much for being on the program. Danny Gutnick, the book is Meaning at Work, and it's hidden language. How can people find you and get the book, Danny? So, the book is available on Amazon and iBooks. You can go to my website, essencemining.com, and you can find it there okay, pretty easily. thank you. Thank you so much. Stay on the line for a minute. All right, okay. again, the book is Meaning at Work and It's in Language by Danny Gudnick. Folks, that wraps up the first half hour of our program. Stay tuned for our next interview right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.